Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in and we are ready to go, guys. We got a ton of stuff on the slate today. Mike has got the Michigan game queued up. We're recording this on Saturday. Because your boys got to work tomorrow morning when we normally record. We really appreciate you guys hanging in there with us. Um, loaded show for you guys today, as always. We're obviously talking the Michigan State debacle that is Mel Tucker. Uh, we've got some quarterback week one slash week two overreactions. Or are we actually being, you know right where we're supposed to be on some of these QBs uh, based off their limited performances so far in the 2023 season. Um, We're also talking John Cena. We're talking the return of the great one, The Rock. We've got AEW Grand Slam to talk about. We've got a lot of stuff to do, Mike. So let's just jump right in. Um, As of this recording, Michigan State down 38-0 to Washington. Not really an indictment on their current situation. We kind of already figured that Washington was probably going to whip that ass um, earlier on in the year, so not a huge shocker there. But, uh, you know, as people may or may not be familiar, right, Mel Tucker currently suspended by Michigan State due to a sexual misconduct issue, a Title IX issue. Uh, If you want to read more on what he actually did, uh, you can do that. I'm going to assume at this point, if you're listening to the show, you already know what Mel Tucker did, so we're not going to get into the uh, the granular specifics on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, um, stop doing bad things over the phone. Um, but uh, uh, he is suspended without pay until, I believe, the beginning of October is when they said their in- internal investigation ends, and then it's pretty much presumed he's going to get fired, right? Because he technically hasn't been fired yet. Yeah, right? like October 5th and 6th, they're doing their yeah, hearings, right? and yeah. that's probably when, when everything... Pops out. Yeah. So, long story short, he's there's no possible situation in which Mel Tucker keeps his job. It's just mm-hmm. not going to be a thing. So, with that being said, so Mel Tucker being gone, uh, there's an interim coach. Mark D'Antonio was back as the assistant head coach to fill in for the next couple months um, while they keep the show together. Thoughts? I, I don't even know where to go with this. I have a lot of different things in my mind, Mike. But mm-hmm. I guess the first thing I want to ask you, because this is Brian brought up by other local sports radio shows and stuff like that, and I thought it was an interesting take. Do you think that this situation long-term mm-hmm. is actually better for Michigan State that he's getting canned now than having to go through maybe one to two more years and not potentially, you know, yeah. steering the ship in the right direction. Because let, let's look at the tenure, right? Had that one great season during COVID, right, where they were like, oh, maybe, you know, Mel Tucker's coming, t- coming right? Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker running for, you know, a bajillion yards. Kind of seems more like the outlier than the, the rule, right? The exception to the rule, right? Um, since then, they've been, you know, they were bad last year, almost like really bad last year. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, we're not expected to do a ton this year. As evidence, they're playing Washington tonight and getting killed. Um so it just doesn't seem like it was necessarily starting in the right direction, right? And I think Michigan State fans are starting to get to a point where you look at that contract, um, you look at what Michigan State had to do to keep Mel Tucker after that great COVID season, and it really hasn't worked out. So if you are paying, if you're getting out of this contract, right, which is it's a fireable offense, so they don't have to pay him this $80 million anymore, right, mm-hmm. which we're assuming is going to happen, um, I'm sure he's going to sue. It's just going to happen. Um, but assuming they get out of this, right, and they're back in that coaching pool, it feels like a chance for them to go, all right, didn't work. 
we get another stab at it, mm-hmm. right? And I think for the long term, this may actually be more beneficial for this Michigan State Spartan program than riding out probably at least two more years this year and probably next year mm-hmm. with Mel Tucker going seven and five, six and you know what I mean, yeah. something of that of that nature. Uh, do, do you kind of share that sentiment with me, or or not really? Yeah, I do in a sense. I I do think it would have been interesting because. You, you take out the COVID year because yeah. that's kind of like an outlier. doesn't right, really right. count here. Yeah, yeah. And he's had two very different years <laughs> yeah. in both of them. Like you said, 11-2, you know, one Purdue weird yeah. loss away from actually winning the Big Ten, right. probably beating Iowa and then going to the Final Four yeah, that year. Right. And then the year after, it's, okay, now we're 5-7, and seven yeah. and we look like a dumpster fire of a team. Right. I kind Losing of, all your big games by multiple touchdowns. Yeah, by multiple touchdowns. Yeah. Kind of looking like you don't have a defense. Having actually right. like a bottom three defense. When in you're supposed FBS. to be a defensive guy. So <laughs> all that being said, I, I would have been interested to see how this year plays out. Right. Because yeah, I think like if this whole thing took place next year. Yeah. And they had another five and seven, six and six year. Right. I would a hundred percent be on the same page as you yeah. and be like, it's probably just a blessing in disguise in right. a way yeah, that yeah. they can kind of just like get out of this yeah. and start fresh. I do have like a sibling of. I don't think you just go eleven and two without something without being something there. being there. Right. Now you could just be like, oh, Kenneth Walker is there. <laughs> sure, yeah, he's right. awesome. I get it. Yeah. But like, there has to be more than just Kenneth Walker to go eleven and two. Right. Like, there has to be something fundamentally there that right. you built there. So right. I just would have been and now you know you're losing 38 to 0 but like I feel like the team's just going to be given up and yeah. like no one's going to be really everyone's going to want to transfer out at the end of, like everyone's just probably kind of over the whole Michigan State thing right, right. now um, but I would have been interested to see Mel Tucker being there nothing going there right. and just year, like what is, would this be year 3 or this 4 this would be 4, four technically, technically. Okay. COVID year right. counting out would have been like yeah. a third full season I would have just been interested if, if you're 7 and 5 8 and 4 right with a little and like Noah Kim looks really good and, right. and or maybe you get a win against Penn State and or you something. and you get yeah. a big win against Penn State or, or Michigan, Washington right. or something yeah, like right. maybe there's an upswing there that mm-hmm. but we're never gonna see it now right all we saw is two and zero and then he's probably gonna get fired right so I just I would have liked to see how this year plays out obviously yeah. we're not gonna get it right. but I do think it's probably at the end of the day a, more of a blessing in disguise <laughs> than not yeah I I I I'm I'm in agreement with you it would have been interesting you know and I think a lot of people make a lot of deal about the contract and I honestly think I know some Michigan State fans kind of get butthurt about that but I think it's a fair criticism right where you go 11 and 2 and then you you pay your coach this type of big money like he's getting paid now not that it's an indictment on the university listen you pay a coach you think is leading your program in the right direction pay him whatever you need to to keep him to stay right but the fact that you are one of the top 10 highest paid coaches in the, in America and you're going 5 and 7 I'm sorry that's not acceptable mm-hmm. even Jim Harbaugh had to take a pay cut at some point yeah. Right, it wasn't getting done. Right, yeah, um, and he was never at like a five and seven level. No, he was always at like no. I think his worst yeah. seasons eight and four and nine right. and three. Exactly, and that was his first year at the pro. Mm. I mean, yeah, they didn't beat Ohio State, and I get it. But like the 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 logic is is that if you're paying a coach this big time money, right, you're supposed to you know kind of do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not really happened, right? And I know Michigan State fans have been waiting for, okay, well, he's finally going to get his recruits in, right? We're finally going to get back to some sense of normalcy. And maybe that was the case, right? But you're seeing some guys transfer, you know, the wide receiver transfer from Michigan State 
all American now guy that's going to play at, is at Florida State. He's killing it. Um, you saw your quarterback leave, right? And whether that's a good thing or bad, I don't know. It just feels like you're kind of in a state of flux in a little bit of state of chaos where it's almost a situation of maybe this is just better to pull the plug now and let's just let it happen and let's just let's just push the reboot button. Yeah. Right? Because what this allows Michigan State to do is this allows them to once again get a huge jump on the on the coaching search, right? You're born any other team in the in the country, right? Yeah, this season, probably a lost cause, but you kind of knew that going in, right? I don't think any any Michigan State fan was like, look, we're going to finish in the top two in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that reality happening. Where Ohio State is, where Michigan is. Michigan runs the Big Ten right now. I know mm-hmm. people don't like to hear that, but it's true. With Penn State being a top ten team, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, Iowa looks like they're able to put up more than seven points a game, right, with Cade McNamara there. You, you had some teams that were going to be a bit of a challenge. You get you get a jump start in your head coaching search, and this is where this though, uh, this is I guess my next question for you, Mike, is how important, like on a scale of one to ten, is this coaching hire for Michigan State? Because this is now I feel like, like it's either a make or break type of thing where it's either like oh Michigan State's going back into a, into a two decade spiral where they're just going to be awful mm-hmm. which i don't want to see i want to be very clear on that i don't think either one of us want to see Michigan State just be dog shit mm-hmm. i don't think it's good for the state i don't think it's good for the school i don't think it's good for the rivalry mm-hmm. right it's just not it's just not a thing i it, this is such a critical moment in the program right now mm-hmm. you can't i saw somebody and, you, and i'm sure you'll laugh at this right they wanted ed orgeron as the coach, and I go, a 60-year-old who would take out the 15-0 and season with the greatest college football team I've ever seen is a career 500 coach. Yeah. That's not the direction no. you want to go if you're Michigan State. It's just not. Talk to me about where you're at with the importance of this upcoming um, you know, coaching hire and what it means for the state of the program for Michigan State because it's got to be huge. Yeah, no, I mean, to me, it's as close to a 10 as you get. Um, you know, you have yeah. D'Antoni leave, who is probably – and top he didn't. Yeah, and here's the thing. He's probably the best coach they've ever had. Yeah, like, you know like I was mean? gonna say, top one or two. But to to right, he didn't leave well. No, right? They they were good, 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 and then fell off a cliff. And he refused to make any changes. And then he went, "I'm gonna leave this program in shambles. See ya." Mm-hmm. You know, and then they kind of, kind of like had a back into Mel Tucker. Yeah, and Mel Tucker. And the thing that's really important here is. Yeah. Um, you have to go out and get your first option. Yeah. Mel Tucker wasn't even the first option they wanted. No. He, was, you know who's that? Who their first option is? Coaching Wisconsin right now. Mm-hmm. Like Luke Fickle. <laughs> yeah. They they wanted Luke Fickle more than anything. Yeah. And they had an offer out to him and yeah. everything. And he and said, they, "I'm good. I'm yeah. gonna stay here in Cincinnati." He said, yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. to I'm gonna go to Cincinnati, and then I'm gonna go to Wisconsin right after. Right. Um, but yeah, the, this is as close to a ten mm-hmm. of importance as it comes of getting a coach. Like you have to nail this coach. Yes. Because if you get another coach in here that's not very good mm-hmm. and the next three seasons you have less than six wins or mm-hmm. seven wins or something. Or if you're just a middling program, right? Yeah, if you're uh, just in the middle of the Big Ten every year, that's not acceptable anymore if you're Yeah, if you're if you're shooting in the Minnesota realm where you're right. just kinda like, all right, you're fine. <laughs> hey, we got eight wins this year. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. When you when you get that influx of USC, UCLA, Oregon. Washington and Oregon coming in the next yep. year and for the foreseeable future, yep. uh you can't just be yeah. seven and five you and can't. fine. You can't seven and five is gonna be Ninth in the Big Ten now, right? 
<laughs> you're not kidding. So like you, you're gonna have to get that guy right. Yeah. Going into this new hemisphere of the Big Ten and SEC being the two dogs. Yep. Uh, or else you're gonna you're gonna fall flat. Right, and that's what I don't want to see happen. Right, I do not want to see Michigan State just be this garbage Rutgers. Yep. You know, Maryland. I mean, Maryland's even yeah. like listen. Ma- I don't Maryland's want- stuck. Right, like Maryland's a perfect yeah. example of what you could be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, listen, I don't want. Any team, like I want everyone to try to flourish in, a, right. in their own way. Yeah. Like I hate having the Northwesterns where oh, you just go into that game and go, all right. So is this going to be like fifty-two to zero, or si- are we getting to the sixties? Right. Like I hate having that conversation. Yeah. I hate most of Michigan's schedule because everyone they play basically is all right. So are we looking at fifty points here in the Big <laughs> Ten game? Like I don't, I don't like. I like the Penn States and the Ohio States where I can go into the game and go, okay, it's a two and a half point spread. Right. Who's got it? Who's right. got it today? Is it the home team. That yeah, right. Like was, those yeah. are the, that's why that's why I've always come on and was like, man, I'm gonna hate the day Michigan's awesome. Yeah. Just because I'm like, okay, so there's ten games on schedule I don't have to watch. Right, yeah. I like going yeah. nine like, out of eleven, it's like already done. Yeah, like I like going into most games and going, Okay, they're close, Michigan pulls it out, but it's yeah, you know, a good game and they're competitive. I'm right. like, Okay, so Michigan going and win by forty every game yeah. isn't just like super. I'm me ready for well. college to be like the NFL. It's kinda of, it's coming, right? The like twelve oh, team playoffs and all that stuff, it's like, okay, it's gonna get to the point where it's like it's not unheard of for a two-loss team to win the national championship. They're anymore. they're getting to the point where they're going to have two mega conferences: the Big Ten, the SEC. The Big Ten's going to get six teams. The SEC's yep. going to get six teams. Yep. And the winner yep. of the Big Ten, the winner of the SEC, is going to. That sounds like something else we know. <laughs> NFC and AFC <laughs> potentially. Yeah, you're going to put the best. <laughs> I'm ready for Big teams. Ten North, Big Ten West, Big Ten East, Big Ten South, South and then and whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just going to get. So the <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's 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 close. Yeah, it's it's already getting there, right? Um, but yeah, so I just think this hire is so critically important for recruiting because here's the thing, a bad coaching hire doesn't just affect you in the moment, right? It affects you years down the road because if you're unable to recruit successfully, right? And now you've set yourself up and you're like, oh, this isn't going well now. And you get that next coach and now he's got to undo things to then get back on the recruiting trail and to and to Mel Tucker's defense as from a coaching perspective not for what he did but from a coaching perspective he had to undo a little bit of what D'Antonio did mm-hmm. they weren't recruiting very well i got to i got to change things up this was going to be really his first or second year to be like hey these are my guys that i brought in here mm-hmm. and now he's need you know, done something stupid like an idiot but like it's hard you don't come in most year most college coaches don't go from okay, I'm just going to come in and immediately change everything and immediately be successful. It doesn't happen, you know? You know, Even Brian Kelly, right? LSU had a miraculous start. No one expected LSU to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Nick Saban, his first year at Alabama, they didn't just become Alabama mm-hmm. out of nothing. It takes time. Every time you have to do a new coaching start, look at Michigan. Michigan's a perfect example. You messed up on Rich Rod. You didn't buy in. You didn't let him do his thing. So then you hire Brady Hoke. And then that was a – like, you just – you built upon it. And it took Harbaugh three years before you finally could go, okay, we're back into contention where Ohio State matters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just – it's so vitally important that they get this job right. It is it is scary, actually, um, how important I feel like this 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 coaching hire is. Um, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's go to um, – Let's go to the NFL week one in the books, part of week two, Minnesota falling to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I want to talk about quarterbacks, Mike, because you are the resident quarterback on this show. 
Mr. Dropping Dimes himself. Um, I got a, I got a few names for you, Mike, and I want to tell I'm going to give you kind of a note here, right, based on their play because I do feel like the NFL, even though we don't go week to week at times, it definitely feels like every single week you're either the best player ever or you're the worst. There's Absolutely. no in between, right? It's well, they won the game, so clearly they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, they lost. Oh, this is the worst football team I've ever seen in the world is dying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give you some names here, right? And I want you to tell me on a worry factor, one to ten, right? How yeah. worried or how uh, impressed you are, right? On that mm-hmm. scale of one to ten, yeah. right? And I'll let you pick the scale, obviously, right? Sure. And I think anybody who's watched watched the NFL, right, you'll kind of know which scale they're on. And then tell me, um, good or bad, just give me your thoughts on this quarterback, okay. right? Some some early reactions. I'm the first one here. Let's go. Let's go with the biggest one because we're only going to talk about him once. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. He had a solid four play debut and he gone. Yep. Um, Achilles got uh, exploded on the field. It literally exploded. Dude, it was the crazy. Slo- the slow mo. You see, I felt really explode. bad. Yeah. I felt really bad for him. Uh, the biggest question I have for you, Mike, um, is this the end of Aaron Rodgers? No, yeah, I, I don't, think, I don't so think so at all. Actually, I do think I was telling. Uh, some of my friends yeah. this 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 is in the making to make an awesome like oh America's God. game. Jeez, yeah, comes off the Achilles, then they go fourteen and three, win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, Ugh, like it's just me. like the that America's game episode <sighs> where it's like he gets traded to the Jets, yeah. first game in, right. four plays in, gets hurt. And then that, is Aaron Rodgers ever going to play have, ever again? He's going to have, have the, the Peyton Manning game when he with Denver off the neck surgery, like. Is he going to be able to be a play? And then he's going to throw seven touchdowns. Seven, and like, next year, week one, he's going to have the craziest game ever. Yeah. And then he's just going to have really It'll good. be against the Lions, I'm sure. Yeah, and then they, they win, you know. <laughs> yeah. 50. I mean, if they won a Super Bowl, that'd be even wild. I don't know yeah. if they'll get to that far. Right. But, yeah. like, I, I think there's that story built in for whatever they right. want to do. Yeah, I really feel bad for him. I don't yeah. like Aaron Rodgers. It, does, it does suck because the hard knocks effect really was hitting with the Jets. <laughs> and now, was. like, they have, yeah. like, no hope. Yeah, Which kind of sucks, but... Feel bad for Rodgers. Never like to see a guy go down like that. I'd rather you burn in flames because you just become a shit player. I yeah. don't want to see you go down with an injury. That's not fun. No. Um, next one. Let's go uh, Tua. Tua had a phenomenal game, yeah. right? Um, is he? Is this the first step in the real ascension of Tua where mm-hmm. we're going to see it? He's going to become that number three overall pick that we know and love five. or whatever, five, whatever. Yep. And is he going to be the guy? Can he stay healthy? Is this year that Tua takes the step into being a guy? Yeah. Tua, Tua was, had like a nine, an eight or nine out of 10 performance. Yeah. Helps a lot when you have Tyree kill who just runs open oh, all the man, time. And that guy's just wide open Ridiculous. all the time. Um, I don't know what the chargers do. Brandon Staley. I don't know if he actually coaches out there. I think he just stands I think there. Brandon Staley better get his head out of his ass. He's going to be fired. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, no Tua. I mean, Tua, outside of getting head injuries, yeah. he he's really good. Yeah. People don't yeah. want to admit it. He yeah. is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it just helps that he has a lot of really fast receivers out there that also help a lot. Yeah, but, yeah. like, he can throw any of the routes he needs. Yeah. He can read defenses. He's mobile enough to to do things. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Okay. I was right. high on him going into this season. You were. You were. Let's, let's flip that script. Let's go to the guy he faced in week one, Justin Herbie Herbert. <laughs> Um, any cause for concern? Losing the game, another close game. Um, offense seems to disappear, right, in mm. some big moments. We saw last time we saw Justin Herbert, right, blowing that big lead to yeah. Trevor Lawrence, which we're not going to hit on because he had a nice day. Not great, but fine. Yeah, um, Calvin Ridley's awesome. We got it. Um, <laughs> thoughts on Justin Herbert on the concern meter? Yeah, uh, he's uh, seven on the concern wow, meter. Wow, I'm, I'm a little high, concerned. Huh? That's crazy. You see, the the problem with Herbert was 
Okay, you had Joe Lombardi as your offensive. Yeah, player. you had a little bit of an out. You, you had the out. Yeah, you can't say that with Colin Moore. Right, Austin now hurt. Why, too. why are you throwing three yard checkdowns every single play? Right, right. Like you have three. You have one of the best receivers. Like a top three receiving room right now. Yeah, you really do. Move the ball downfield. Yeah. I know and you Austin scored thirty four. Austin Eckler's a top three back. He is a complete. He is like yeah. one of like very few three down backs. Yeah. Now he's hurt now, but regardless, regardless, yeah. yeah. No, he should. He need, he needs to bounce back in like the worst way. They okay. played Tennessee this week in week two, so yeah. hopefully it, they bounce yeah. back. But right. we'll see. Uh, let's go, uh, Kenny Pickett. Rough day for Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh offense and defense yeah. and the whole team in general. It was a rough go. This Niners. Really not slowing down even a step. I yeah. was very impressed. Yeah, my concern meter is like a four. Okay, um, just because they just got dog walked in all phases. Yeah, like like there it wasn't like okay he was playing bad and yeah. he was keeping them down. Right. Like the 49ers were walking right down the field. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. It looked like Dallas against the Giants really, <laughs> where it was just like Jeez. they're just not doing anything because the Niners yeah. are just that good. Right. I didn't think the Steelers were necessarily like. Go get her. No, some people at the Steelers is a playoff team, and I go. I don't think that's. I was the like, case I was maybe a wild card at best yeah. team, the but third team out of that. Yeah, division you're. To yeah, make you, it? yeah, maybe the third team out of the division to make it. Yeah. I didn't think they were awesome, but yeah. I think Kenny Pickett can be good yeah. when he starts playing like the Browns mm-hmm. and some of these lesser defenses. Then maybe the second best defense in football. Well, okay. Speaking of speaking of good teams, though, Brock Purdy coming out throwing dots. I thought he looked really good in his yeah, return. Yeah, Brock Purdy is like the opinion. He his concern meter is like a zero. Yeah. What He's, about his stock? Like, are you buying Brock yeah, Purdy stock? Gonna, yeah, I will not buy Brock Purdy stock. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm like. A six. Yeah. I'm like, I think he's good, and I think that they can win with him mm-hmm. enough. Uh, I, I don't know if I can put him in, like, the Jimmy Garoppolo boat yet. Yeah. Because he doesn't, like, make plays. That's the thing, right, is it's weird because I want to see the Niners have to have any sort of, like, oh, they're down by 10 in the fourth. Yeah, like, yeah, like how I how yeah. I look at these quarterbacks, yeah, like yeah. Goff and everything, right. and Kirk Cousins and stuff, where I go, okay, if if they're playing the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, right. and you're down seven, right. and you have him walking out, right. how confident are you? Right. I don't think I'm confident, but I'm also not like not yeah. not confident. He is an enigma to me. He is because their offensive scheme is so. And I think the problem is is that we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen, I mean, the Trey Lance for like a game right. a day and a half. We even saw like C.J. Beathard mm-hmm. operate an offense where they could move the ball. Yeah, Bar, you know what I mean. It's just a situation of you have Christian McCaffrey, you've got Debo, you've got George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk is a budding star for them. Um, it just doesn't feel like, I, I don't know, it just very much feels like anybody could step in, and as long as you just don't throw the ball to the other team, you're going to be successful in this offense. Yeah, like when you have a really dominant defense yeah. and you're insulated yeah. offensively, it's one of those things where like you're never going to be so far out where you just have to Best throw your way back, back in. Football. in. Football. You're just like man. like I don't see a, I don't see any team in the NFL outside of maybe the Chiefs fully healthy yeah. where you'll be down double digits at any point right. with that defense and right. everything. Yeah. So like right. I'm like as long as you're just solid. Yeah. These playoff games are going to be very interesting this yeah. upcoming year. I'm, well, like, he it, looked fine against – everyone's going to look fine against Seattle's defense last year because they were the two seed. But, like, even yeah, Dallas's yeah. defense, he looked good. Yeah. Right. He was good, fine against the Eagles until right. he got hurt, like, right. and he yeah. couldn't throw the ball forward. Like, he was fine in these stay, games. So, we just got to start giving him more credit. My stock's like a five or a six. Is, yeah. I don't – 
believe in it yet. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's coming. But yeah. like he could he could be like Brady esque in a sense where he's just like a solid guy. Doesn't I'm get just hurt not going to make mistakes. Thing. Yeah, and right. just not going to turn the ball over and let my defense do their thing. All right. Speaking of guys who uh, like to, I, I don't actually I don't have any good transition for this one. Uh, we'll <laughs> go with uh, Jordan Love making his uh, NFL. Uh, Week one debut, week, I should yeah, say, against debut. the Bears. Apparently, the Packers still own the Bears. Had a nice day against he the He had Chicago a Bears. very nice day. Yeah. Now, I will say, a lot of it, when you watch the game, because yeah. we watch games here, mm-hmm. were a lot of checkdowns that went for a lot of yards. Aaron like, Jones had himself Aaron Jones had an awesome day. day. When you have a fourth and five yeah. on one of those like corner mm-hmm. routes from the backfield, yeah, the angle, the angle route yep. thing, and that goes for 50 yards and a touchdown, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I could pump brakes a little bit, because you're not just going to get those all the time, <laughs> but... Yeah. Romeo Dobbs looked really good. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Christian Watson, the number one receiver, yep. and he still threw for 300 yards yep. and three touchdowns with yep. no picks. In Chicago. In Chicago, so yep. it wasn't even like a home field advantage thing. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be... It was uh, as good of a debut as you could have asked for, considering what you thought you were going into. Yeah, right? like, yeah. here's the thing is, it, against a team like Chicago, you can you can be like, ah, oh, well, they're just Chicago, and that's fine. Yeah. But like, if he starts doing a week to week, you go, sorry. Yeah. You but can't like, when, this. You, when you have a three hundred yard, three touchdown game against, it's it would be different if Jordan Love was like one hundred and seventy yards and a touchdown against Chicago. Right. It's like, oh, he was good. I'm like, yeah, but that was Chicago. Yeah. When you have a really good day, right? There's got to be something. There's got to be something there. Yeah. Uh, they play Atlanta this week. Um, I think I expect more of the same kind of against Atlanta. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be really interested in what they do against the Saints defense. And then, and then the when Lions. the Lions come up on that Thursday night on a That'll short be a week. Big for them. Um, if he looks good in the first four weeks, yeah, I'll buy stock at like a seven or eight. Yeah, but until sure. then, it's like a six. Speaking of it, let's go to the other side. Some of these games really were like the tale of having a really good day, a really bad day. Justin Fields, not a good day. Yeah, did not have the best day. Not Concern a good day. factor is, is like a seven or eight there. Yeah. Um, don't think he redefenses. The thing is, he can throw the ball. Yeah, he I, just doesn't. He doesn't right, put it in the spots that he needs to put it in. Well, he's like, not. He doesn't anticipate. No, right. And it. I think it goes back to a little bit of this Ohio State shit. And I know people hate me saying it all the time, but guess what, man? You're in the Ohio State offense. You're not required to read the defense. You take half the field and you cut it away. And then at some point, somebody runs into that half of the field you're looking at, and he's usually buck-ass open. I mean, they've got first-round receiver, yeah. first receiver. That's, it's it's that's, not required, right? That's my pro- that's my hard part evaluating yeah. Ohio State receivers is, right. one, the Big Ten's not very good. Right. Two, right. same thing with C.J. Stroud, too, which yeah. we won't get to because he's a rookie and we're not yeah, going to yeah. talk about him. But it's when you have – like Marvin Harrison, or in his case, he had Chris Olave yeah. and Paris Campbell yeah. and Edway Ibuka or whatever. Yeah. He had all three of these guys yeah. who were just like running Garrett open. Wilson. Every, Garrett Wilson's open everywhere. Yeah. It's really easy to be like, let me pick apart the defense with four NFL guys here. Yeah. When you're playing in Chicago with, I guess, DJ Moore. Yeah, if, it was a if non-factor. He, if he runs routes, I don't yeah. know. Chase Claypool um, actively trying to get himself out of the yeah. league. Um, yeah. it, it's one of those things where just the adjustment of going from so many receivers to uh, I have to make people good now isn't right. isn't necessary. And I think it. people are now right. Like, yeah, he's still going to be explosive in the run game for sure. I still expect that, but at some point, that's going to catch up to you, right? And I think the mm-hmm. Packers are like, look, we're better than you on defense than you are on offense. We know this. We're just not going to. We're just going to sit back and let you try and beat us no. throwing the ball. They also need to design the offense for Justin Fields. No shit. So like. You have, like, Lamar out here, right, mm-hmm. in Baltimore. They designed the offense mm-hmm. for a running quarterback. Yeah, they they run a lot yeah. of read options. Yep. They get him mo- moving in the pocket a lot. Right. They don't ask him to throw a whole bunch yep. unless they need him to. Like, 
I don't know why Fields is doing play action, set feet in the pocket, throwing every play. Yeah. He needs to do more design runs and stuff because mm-hmm. he's athletic enough to do that. Yeah. They're just like, no, 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 you're gonna you're gonna play the Kirk Cousins offense. Yeah, I and it, I'm like, you're not Kirk Cousins. He is the one guy where I think he could lose his job and, and won't necessarily be his fault. Like at the end of the year, if the if Chicago's like five and eleven mm-hmm. or five and twelve, right? Yeah, they improve, but it's like I wouldn't be shocked if this regime went. Okay, we're gonna fire our coach, mm-hmm. we're gonna hire an offensive guy, and we're gonna draft a quarterback. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this, if, if there's not a stark improvement in the pass game, because they think they've got the receivers now, right? You got mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney, you got DJ Moore. Yeah, this this draft class is gonna be too good. Exactly. To so pass where, up where you're gonna be in the top of the draft. Yeah, you're not gonna get Caleb Williams, right? You know, Arizona's banking on that, right? Mm-hmm. But okay, Drake Mary's sitting there. Staring you in the face, right? Yeah. Okay, J.J. McCarthy is staring you in the face. Yeah, Michael right? Penix. Michael Penix, who we just standards. talked about, who I think is going to be a first-round pick. There, there's guys where you go, he's a little more traditional, but he's still athletic enough. Mm-hmm. Better arm talent, right? Has a better propensity to read the defense, not coming from a run-and-shoot offense. Like, Penix is running a pro style. J.J. McCarthy's not running a full-spread offense. Yeah. Like, they, they run a pro offense. I think it's going to be hard for them to not if if they do not considerably it's one thing if he was like cousins cousins mm-hmm. is thrown for a bunch of yards bunch of touchdowns they just can't hold on the ball and they can't run it right if he was doing that but they were losing you go it's not him mm-hmm. right stafford did that forever here right stafford mm-hmm. and kelvin johnson threw everything but they couldn't win that's a different situation as compared to not only are you limited in what you can do in the pass game right we're running you to death and you're going to get killed right yeah. like he's one big knee injury away from his career really being suffering, where he's going to have to stay in the pocket. Yeah, and I do think in the Chicago situation, paying a lot of money to a whole bunch of people here yeah. and having a lot of cap space, Yeah, honestly, yeah. live with like a Drake May. Yeah, on a I'll, I'll deal. restart the rookie deal. I'll trade him to somebody who thinks they can fix him, Yeah, and we're just going to roll. Yeah, you trade Justin Fields for like a fourth or a fifth or whatever, (laughs) get Drake May, and then you're like, okay, I got four years on a rookie deal. I can pay everybody else now for four years. Yep, It might be the play there. It might be, right? And I don't know. And like I said, we're just week one, but what we've seen follows the narrative of what we've seen over the last two years, and it hasn't necessarily added up yet. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last couple guys here. Uh, Geno Smith from your (laughs) Seattle Seahawks. Um I may be in the minority here. You may agree with, though. We talked about this off air. I'm not necessarily worried about Geno. Yeah. I think he got dealt a bad hand, and I think Seattle themselves screwed the pooch and thought they were just going to run over the shitty Rams, and yeah. Matthew Stafford went, but don't you know about blah, blah, blah over here? And mm-hmm. everybody went, I don't even know that guy's first name. Mm-hmm. And I think Seattle got caught with their pants down. Yeah, my worry meter for Geno is not very high. Yeah. My worry meter is like a three or four. Yeah, yeah. I do think there was On like him a, as as a player. Yeah, him currently. as an individual yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's hard to ask a guy who loses both tackles and has Aaron Donald on the other side yeah. to be like, oh hey, hey, go dot them up mm-hmm. with no run game. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. had they had like five drives. I think four of them just went three and out. Yeah. Because he took I think they had two total yards in the second half. Yeah. Like imagine playing Madden and you have that weird yeah. Like Nick, you're going up against like the Nick Bosa's of the world, and it feels like every single play they just walk right past right. your right tackle. Yeah. That's what it looked like on Geno Smith every single play watching the game. Yeah. Was it was like Hike got the ball. Oh, I'm dead already. Yeah. Like there was not nothing he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. And at one at, point that was the meme. It was he went oh shit because yeah, he, he said, got in so, so quickly. Much, yeah, so <laughs> quickly with so much pressure, and it doesn't help when DK Metcalf after the game goes, "Hey, our bad. I wasn't really there to play that day." 
that's a problem. A yeah. little, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. When like your receivers like eh, at we home. were yeah, at, at home, home, we kind of took them Division lightly opponent. and we weren't there every play. Yeah. It's kind of a tough look. Yeah. So I'm not They've and, got some time to bounce back. I'm not concerned nearly as much about Seattle. No. I don't think they win tomorrow. I mean, I know we're saying this post tense you're going to know the results of this already, but I don't think Seattle, even if they did start 0-2, I'm not concerned about Seattle no. long-term. Their division, I still think they beat the Rams the second time. I do too. And they could beat Arizona both times. Uh, 49ers, I don't know if they'll beat the 49ers. But uh, maybe they could, though. Listen, they, the might, they might sneak one out on, yeah. a thir- on that Thursday night in Thanksgiving or yep. something. Yep. Uh, but their schedule's not super tough. I still right. think they can get to 8-9 to nine wins. Yeah. And if they're at 9 wins in the NFC, if, I think they if can If Geno comes out in the next couple weeks and has 6 turnovers, okay, then I'm going to start pushing the panic button because that's more of the trend of what we saw before last season. But the receivers are there. I think you have the running game. I think their offensive line health is not going to help him, clearly. But I think you have to adjust on that, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not necessarily pushing the panic button on Gino just yet either. And I'm not a Gino guy. So uh, last two, these are both going to be panic guys. Okay. Joe Burrow. My goodness. What a shit day this man had. Um, I don't even know. There's not a whole lot of good to say about it. I know no. he's going to be his harshest critic on this as well. Thanks a lot for all of us. T Higgins, fantasy owners. Thanks a lot, JB. Um, and Jamar, literally just anybody. Yeah, no kidding. Owner. My goodness. Uh, I mean, he did have nine targets. He just didn't catch any of them. Cool. Um, that's a lot of targets. Right? I that know. is a lot. To yeah. Oh, I don't know if he dropped him or if it was just incomplete or he missed yeah, him. That's I don't know. a lot. Joe of Burrow had a rough day. Um, concern about Joe Burrow and his potential to get to the Super Bowl because unfortunately, that's really the bar. It is. It, you know what I mean? Like yeah. honestly, no, it like, is. It's. I know it's not necessarily fair, but for me to go and say, "Well, they made the playoffs," and you go, "But you have Joe Burrow." Yeah, no, the bar should be at least AFC Championship game, <laughs> if not Super Bowl. Right. Mahomes um, has held that same standard. Yeah. Uh, my worry meter is like a one or a two yeah. for Joe Burrow. Never good in opening week. He's he, last year he threw four picks against yeah. the Steelers <laughs> he sure and lost. Yep. And they started off zero and two last year. Yep. I don't think they're going to start zero and two. I do think they beat Baltimore on Sunday. Um, I mean, yeah. again, you, past you'll, tense. You'll, yeah, past yeah. tense yeah, yeah. I might look stupid saying that, but Either I do way. think there's a good chance it happens. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not Joe either. Burrow is awesome. It's like it's like you're saying, okay, well, Mahomes threw a pick six. I go, okay, you didn't watch the game. You know, what I mean? yeah, like, no, that's exactly. It was a what rainy is. day in Cleveland. They couldn't get the running game going. Yeah, they don't play well in Cleveland ever. I don't know why they just don't. Yeah, um, that's like us overreacting that Mahomes is falling off because he lost the Lions only right. scored twenty. It's yeah. like okay, relax. Yeah, let's, let's like, see it play out. That's a bit of an overreaction, exactly. So last guy, and I don't think this is an overreaction in the slightest. This is a ten. Josh Allen is he poop? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the uh, we po- need that. We need a segment that just goes is he, he poop. poop. <laughs> yeah, we do 100. Um, he is the biggest worry in the NFL right now wow. in terms of like ranking to yeah. where he might be in terms Terrible. of in terms of overrated players. He might be the most overrated player. It can't even in terms of rating yeah. where the player is mm-hmm. and where they probably are. He's probably the most overrated. He player. is living off of his 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 performance two years ago in the playoffs he, and, and like him and Gabe Davis, off, him and Gabriel Davis, both are he's like, living off of a loss yeah. better than I've ever seen anyone no live shit. off of a loss. Um, I can't, I can't believe it. He looks bad. Yeah. He looks bad. He's turning the ball over. He's making the same mistakes over and over and over again. That's the part that's wild to me, right? Like, you see quarterbacks where you go, okay, he's trying to fit in a window that's not there, right? Or he's making a bad read because he's like, oh, I can get it there. Mm-hmm. It's carelessness with the ball. He's just throwing it. It's mm-hmm. like he doesn't even see the defense. He's just like, ah, screw it. Yeah, he it's is just bad decisions. Two two bad things I really look at is one, yeah. I think he has 
too much arm talent that he knows what to do with. Mm-hmm. Like, he almost is like, oh, I can make that throw. Well, he's got Stafford syndrome to the nth degree. To the nth degree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he has a guy, like, 70 yards downfield. He's like, I'm going to overthrow that guy. I'm like, you're not going to overthrow that guy. Right. I'm going to overthrow that guy. And it's like, you're not making that throw. Oh, it was short. I wonder why the safety picked it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, because I can't throw it that far every (laughs) single time. It's a crazy thought to have. Can't step in and throw it. Oh, And and two, I've never seen a guy who's as mobile make so many mistakes. Mm -hmm. Because usually the mobility helps a lot. Right, clears your route, clears a path. Clears a path, you can run it if you need to. Like, like, if someone like Brady is making some of these mistakes, I go, yeah, he's a statue, so he has to throw it. (laughs) So it just inevitably gets picked because he has to throw it. He can't run. The fact that you can run and you still make the mistakes is crazy to me. It's it's the number one rule as a quarterback is ball security, and he's just throwing that out the window. Oh, dude, he's he doesn't care. Like, if he was doing this on another – like, if he had not had that game against Mahomes, mm-hmm. right, and he was – like, let's just say he was, like, 0-3 in the playoffs, right, or maybe just Buffalo wasn't good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if Buffalo missed – like, he would be catching – where would be like, Josh Allen's a terrible quarterback. Yeah. Like, but he's not. And I'm fascinated by that because it's like we talk about, like, the Lamars. We're like, well, Lamar can't throw. I go, well, can Josh Allen throw? Yeah. I don't know anymore (laughs) because you've got 36 turnovers in the last 17 games. That is abysmal. Yeah. That is really bad. It is bad. You know, you got quarterbacks like like you got Aaron Rodgers who throws Forbes picks in four years. And then you got this guy who's like, I'm going to set records. Favre can't touch this shit. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand where the regression is coming from. I know that Dayball was a lot of their success there because he was the OC. I just don't understand how you can fall off a cliff unless he's just Mr. Cocky now where he's like, I'm going to throw it wherever I want to throw yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think so his proje- his trajectory was 2020, the COVID year, yeah. he had an awesome year. He did. He was like MVP yeah. level awesome. Yes. And then he uh, got eliminated in the first round by Baltimore. Yes. Then the next year, he had a fine year. Yeah. He was okay. Yeah. But he had two ungodly, awesome. believable playoff games. Yeah. One of them is maybe the best playoff game I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. Then the next year. Which was last year. Last year. Literally, it's, it's game by game. Yeah, one was, game. Yeah, like awesome. the, the opener, the opener against the Rams. We were talking about that live. I remember you're texting me. I'm in the drive thru and you go, "Uh, the Bills just scored back to back drives in like six plays." And I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah, like <laughs> opening game looks awesome. Then they play like Miami in the playoff game in the wild card. Should have lost against a Should backup lost. against a backup quarterback, yeah. and it's thirty eight to thirty five. You go, why? Yeah. Right. Oh, because he has three interceptions. Sure, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then loses Joe Burrow yeah. at home in the second round because Joe Burrow doesn't turn the ball over and the other guy does. Mm-hmm. Um, going into this year, it's going to be the same old, same old like it was the last two regular seasons where one game he looks awesome and he looks fine against probably a pet defense is yep. probably what it ends up being. Yep. And then when he plays a competent defense or a good defense, yep. like when he plays the Chiefs, he looks great. Want to know why? Chiefs defense sucks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he, right. They got Chris Jones, and that's about it. Yeah. And so he just dots them up. Yeah. When he plays the Jets defense, it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Or he plays Dallas' defense, it's really good. Mm-hmm. He looks bad because they bring pressure and he doesn't want to. Is their window already closed, do you think? There's in, in the AFC, right? Like, everyone keeps mentioning, well, Buffalo's still, like, a, a contender. Yeah. And I go, are they? Can they beat the Chiefs? Like, can they beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati? I don't think they can. So, yes. I don't think they could beat both okay. in one playoff round. Okay, so they just need to get a little bit if, of luck. If they – and this is why the 
unfortunate DeMar Hamlin situation happened, mm-hmm. if the Bills won that game that yeah. wasn't played, yeah. they were going to be the one seed. Right. It changes a lot. And I think it changes a lot because instead of having to play Cincinnati in the second round, mm-hmm. you play Jacksonville. Now, I'm not saying they're going to beat Jacksonville. Cause, right. But at home against Jacksonville, say they won. An not, unproven Jacksonville. An unproven Jacksonville at that point. Yeah. You would only have to play either Chiefs or Bengals. It would have been Chiefs because they beat mm-hmm. the Bengals. But it would have been Chiefs or Bengals to get to the Super Bowl. Right. I don't think they run through both teams and right. beat them ever. Yeah, I just they keep drafting defense. I know they drafted Dalton Kincaid. He looked fine. I just I, I, the turnovers are just staggering to me. Where I go, dude, you cannot in good consciousness throw this many interceptions and still be like, oh yeah, no, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't make sense to me. Wild. Looking forward to doing another check in later on during the year. I'll uh, we'll probably do that around week four um, when we see that. Um, Mike is shaking his head right now. Everything oh, okay? JJ has an early interception. Oh, no. Not so, an INT. It wasn't, it wasn't a good luck. Michigan's up, what, 7-0? Seven 7-0. Nothing? Seven nothing. Are they, are they have the ball? or does you No, know, Bowling Green. Well, he just threw the interception. Oh, he just get, threw it? Yeah, Bowling Green. Get the Lovely. Line. Good times. Love that they're playing down in competition. Always a fun time. Anyway, let's shift focus here. Let's go to the squared circle, Mike. A uh, couple big things, right? First thing, let's talk about it. The, the great one. The Rock is back. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Uh, made a surprise appearance on uh, SmackDown on Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. Do you care? He kind of just went out there and told Austin Theory that he's a bitch, and then we were like, okay, cool, sounds great. And then, uh, yeah, that was about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to – I mean, cool that he's back, mm-hmm. I guess. that It means that at least he still th- likes to come back or wants to come back or what have you, but uh, – yeah, I don't know. Do, do you care at all? Does it do anything for you that he's back? Did it make you like stop and you're like go wait? I gotta go home. I gotta go watch SmackDown. <laughs> like anything at all? Or are mm-hmm. you just kind of waiting like I am? Where like you're kind of just like, does this mean anything? Or is this just a well? I'm here, so I might as well make an appearance. Yeah, thing. like Rock coming back. That I was. I I I had like a quick like jaw drop ish yeah. thing. I was like, oh shit! Because I was cool. at a movie. I was at a movie watching previews mm-hmm. when I saw it on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't think any more of it, and then watched the movie that I was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not gonna send me home by any means. I I there there's very little that would be like, oh, I have to. Go John home. Cena just won his seventeenth world title. Yeah, like at that point, it's like what the, 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 the you know the funny part about be it like, is, well, I'll watch it when I get home. <laughs> It's that, but it's like I, I, I saw it, so now I don't need to go watch it right. again. Like I'll right. watch it on my yeah. own time. Yeah. Like heaven if, has if Cena, descended from. <laughs> if Cena came out and said, "I'm challenging Seth for the world title tonight," yeah, I'd be like, and there's Ooh. like a decent. I've seen it on the dirt sheets that there's a decent chance he might win. Yeah, maybe I try to go <laughs> home and watch it. Other than that, there's even not, that you're like. I mean, I want to see half the movie. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, this rock thing doesn't. I'm not. I'm not the biggest part time or yeah, like guy, yeah. like retired guy comes right. back for mm-hmm. a pop guy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really do it for me normally. It actually works better if like Roman shows up when he's an active employee, like actively works. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, some guy just died out there. Oh, jeez. Um, that that's more enticing to me than mm-hmm. a guy who hasn't shown up in fifteen years, just kind of coming back and be like, "Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here." Yeah. Um, so I didn't really get much of it. I was just kind of like in Colorado of all places. They were just yeah. like, oh, so here's, weird. "Here's the Rock." Right. By the way, um, ticket prices Spe- did not go up for speaking that. Speaking so. of the great ones, uh, let's talk about the other great one, the greatest of all time, John Cena. Not just John Cena, the greatest. Of all time, John Cena. Only reason I want to bring this up 
is because we saw a report that he is now listed internally as the greatest of all time, John Cena, in quotes, right? Rather than, like, you know, it's Seth, quote, freaking, quote, Rollins, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's his name now. At one point, it's going to be it's gonna be Cody, don't cry, Rhodes, right? Like, just, you know, <laughs> whatever. Cody never finished the story. Yeah. Cody, Rhodes. Yeah. Cody uh, don't mention Dusty. He will cry on a promo. I guarantee it, quote, <laughs> Rhodes, right? Um, but yeah. the fact that he is officially listed internally as the greatest of all time, right? I know it's just creatively, but it begs the question, right? Is John Cena the greatest of all time? You know, mm-hmm. we've heard for so long, it's really been like, okay, well, Flair. It's got to be Flair, right? And somebody's like, oh, no, it's Hogan because Hogan made the most money. No, it's The Rock because of this. No, it's Stone Cold because he was the top guy in the l- most money-making part. No, it's Taker Shawn Michaels. It's Undertaker. It's, it's yeah. it, you know, it's Luthez. It's Harley Race. It's, it's Terry Funk who just passed away, unfortunately, a few weeks ago. You know, a lot of people say Terry Funk's the greatest of all time because he transcended four decades of wrestling. Um but in your opinion, Mike, is John Cena the greatest of all time? I ask as he wears a John Cena shirt literally in front John of me C- right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I did wear a John Cena shirt. Good, good for me. Um, unplanned, by the way. Unplanned, by the yeah. way. Where's Didn't know we guy? were going to talk about that. Um, I would say he's probably my goat. Yeah, he's probably it's either him or Austin for me in okay. terms in terms of like goat status. Mm-hmm. I think Cena has the match quality over Austin that like Yo, gives yeah. him gives him the edge. Yeah. I never normally go back and go oh here's a great austin match because yeah. there's like three of them i can yeah. think of yeah. um but uh i i personally would i think in terms of just he was the goat and he was like the guy in yeah. my timeline that yeah. i started watching yeah. and i watched like seven at least seven or eight straight years of cena right when i started watching probably mm-hmm. um i would say he's probably at least my goat yeah um, the overall goat. I mean, there's he's at least on the Mount Rushmore yeah. of four people, mm-hmm. not more than four. Mm-hmm. Four people because mm-hmm. that's how many Mount Rushmore has. <laughs> Crazy. That's, sorry, that's something for a different day. People really bother me with that stuff. Well, I got nine. Yeah, it's like it's like here's my Mount Rushmore. Then they give seven names. I go, okay, take three of those out. Yeah, and there's exactly. a Mount Rushmore. Right. Well, I could decide. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Don't yeah. say Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. No, he's on my Mount Rushmore. He's definitely in the top four somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's probably the goat. I there's obviously arguments that I won't have with other people about <laughs> other people. Yeah. If you were like, oh, Hogan, because name seventeen reasons why I'm gonna go. Sure, sure, yeah, whatever. Sounds yeah, good, right? But, like, but Cena's better. <laughs> yeah, my, my internal goat is John Cena. Yeah, I, you know what's funny is I watch Cena's. You know, I've been watching wrestling obviously longer than you have, but you know, I literally remember, like, I remember him winning the United States Championship for the first time. Mm-hmm. I remember his whole run as the Doctor of Thugonomics. I remember when he debuted in 2002. Like, I remember that, and I was like, oh, this dude's going to be something. Just I, You just tell. Good-looking mm-hmm. dude, jacked as all hell. You're like, oh, boy, you know? Um, you know, I literally watched him from, you know, every single week. He was, a, you know, he was a SmackDown guy, too. Mm-hmm. I watched SmackDown was my show because I couldn't stay up late enough to watch Raw. Yeah. You know, when he moved to Raw, I was devastated because I was like, oh, man. Um, and then Batista came. I went, okay, this is okay, I guess. Um, but, you know, I, I think it, <laughs> I don't know if you cannot. I don't think any at this point. If you're wrestling, I don't care what kind of wrestling fan you are, a deathmatch guy, you're an ECW guy, a WCW guy, a TNA guy, a Ring of Honor, even an AEW guy. 
I don't know how you can't say Cena. It pretty much meets every metric as the greatest of all time. That doesn't have to be your favorite. These are two different things. I think people always like, well, he's not the greatest because he's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, my favorite is Bret Hart, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the greatest wrestler. And that doesn't just mean in ring. There's more that goes into it, right? It's mm-hmm. in ring work. It's your promos. It's the matches that you had. It's the feuds. It's the money that you made the company. It's your run on top. Mm-hmm. Nobody matches Cena in any level. Hogan main evented the first nine, nine WrestleManias. Okay. Actually, you know, eight if you take out five, but he was in it. Yeah. Okay. He was, the he, big, he was like the biggest, he was the biggest name manias. for the first nine manias. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Cena's like, okay. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. like it, like legitimately 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. 27. Like, like the 20s were just yeah, Cena. like it's all Cena. It's all Cena. Yeah. And, and even it, his matches where he doesn't have a title on the line, it's like, oh, he's in the U.S. Championship, or oh, he's facing Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's it's second to the main event. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you like you're the the goats really just have their mania runs yes, here because where it's like Hogan has the the zero to tens. Yeah, you get your Rock and Hogan or Rock and Austin started at like yeah. 15. To like Austin, 19. Austin and Rock had like the middle of the teens. Yeah. Yep. Then Cena had the 20s and Reigns has the 30s. Right. And and that's the part that's crazy is he, nobody's ever been on, on top as long as he was. Nobody's held any more world championships. Like you go to Flair and I go, that's great. But guess what? Flair wasn't over in the WWE. It mm-hmm. didn't work. There's a reason why he didn't stay and he went back. Ric Flair was over in a very finite amount of time. Same thing with Hogan. Hogan was able to make something. Hogan was the biggest star because he transcended the industry, right? Cena's done that in spades. Not bringing in, okay, well, in-ring work. Okay, well, Sean's the best in-ring work I've ever seen. Okay, that's great. But guess what? John Cena has feuded with every person known to man, and every feud at some point has gotten over. He made The Miz look good. Mm -hmm. He made the great Khali look good. The amount of people that they went, listen, John, we really need you to put him over. Kevin Owens' career was made. By fighting with John Cena. Yeah. Right? Like, he made Ryback look presentable. I, I really he think... He made CM Punk. I'm going to be straight up with you. Yeah. He made CM Punk. I really think from, like, 2000... Probably, like, 11-ish mm-hmm. with the Punk stuff, mm-hmm. up until, like... Stop being, like, a full-time Yeah, guy. like, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Just, like, cement cement the GOAT. Because he did everything. Because he did anything everything. you needed to do. I, do I've it. watched... His pro, like I watch his promo with Reigns religiously, oh, so good. like the one where he's just roasting yeah. him to God's yeah. green earth. Yeah, because I I truly believe that's the moment where Reigns went. Got I need it. I need to change. I got it, yeah. and he flipped the switch mm-hmm. and like got it. Mm-hmm. Was when Cena was just roasting the shit out of him, being like, "You're just a corporate guy. You're this and you're that." And Reigns went, "All right, I'll, I got you." Just go back to last year at SummerSlam. Him and him and Reigns. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like two years, two yeah, years, two ago, years, right? years ago, two well, three SummerSlams ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this most recent one, not last year, but the yeah, yeah, the one before that. That twenty twenty one. He was on TV for what four weeks? Yeah. And every time you walked in, you go, "Well, I'm watching this show for one match. The rest of the show can suck. It doesn't matter." Mm-hmm. And he, and you were captivated because you're like, he's like, man, you just took a different angle with it. And you're just like, oh my god, this is this is the best thing. Match was fine, but you know what I mean. But it's like. There's just so much, and I, I've really grown in, in retrospect to appreciate what he did. Mm-hmm. Like, for a while there, it did feel like, man, they're really just like, they always just pivot back to Cena. It's always the same, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. But after a while, you realize, you go, guys, it's because it works. It's because he's the, like, he's just, 
He's the best guy. There's nothing else to it. He delivers every single time he goes out. Yeah. There's never been a time where he went, man, Cena just stunk up the joint. Yeah, it's I, never I, happened. I really can't think of like a big match. Where you go, that was bad. Yeah, like, like that was just not a, a good match. Every big match he's ever been in has been at least enjoyable to watch. Yes, because of the build or something. Like when you make the Great Khali watchable, you have a yeah. skill. Great Khali watchable. His stuff with Orton's awesome. Yeah. The Summer of Punk thing was, was just great. phenomenal. Yes. Um, he made Del Rio a valuable challenger. Like, I, and I think I think this thing that absolutely puts Edge, the, put Edge on the map. Clearly. Oh, Edge is completely on the map with yeah. him. The thing that points like the pin in mm-hmm. and goes, yep, seen as the GOAT is the U.S. Open Challenge. A thousand percent. A thousand That is percent. the thing, because it's like... Best point you made four, all day. 14 years into his career, yeah. he has the U.S. title, yeah. and, and the U.S. title it. has never met more. No. As a 15-time world champion at the time, yeah. or 14, or whatever yeah. he was at the yeah, time, yeah. Mm-hmm. he goes, I'm the U.S. champion, and this means more to me than anything. That second right there, you go, yeah, yeah it means way I'm more gonna than anything. I'm going to face Rusev. I'm going to let him... Pit, put, I'm going to put him over first. Yeah, I'm going to pass gonna, out. Yeah, then I'm going to beat him. Right, but I'm gonna make him look good in the process. Then I'm gonna spend the next two years basically as a full time because that was really the last time he was really full time. Yeah. Where he's gonna go, oh, I'm gonna make every single person that enters this ring with me look like a million bucks. There's not a single Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Elias at one point. Cesaro Cesaro Neville, my goodness. Pop. Yes. Just name a guy that was in that challenge and you can't go, that guy was not better mm-hmm. for it. Right? Yeah. At one point, when you have Cena facing Rollins, f- title for title, and you're like, I don't know what I want to see happen here, yeah. is phenomenal. When you're in year 2002, when you're in year 17, mm-hmm. and you're WWE champion, and you just wrestled AJ Styles in the absolute classic at Royal Rumble, <laughs> yeah. you know you got something yeah, in 17 exactly. years in. You know, it's just... <sighs> He's got every possible accolade. He's got the title reigns that were both like, okay, that was hilarious that it was that short, while also at the same time was able to hold that title forever, right? He's got the rumbles. He's got the he's got, everything he did was money. Yeah. He's one of the few faces that can hold the title for a year and actually yeah. like make it work. Yeah, no shit, right? Because yeah. no one likes face champions ever. No. Like they win it and after like two like, months. Yeah, yeah, like, everyone's like, I'm yeah. good. MGF is the only other one right now in like a modern day that's like, he's a face and people are kind of digging it. Yeah. No one else likes faces. Yeah, not they, in the US. They like, they like the minute he wins it, yeah. like Adam Page and stuff, mm-hmm. and goes, okay, you can get off him now. Yeah, Any, exactly. Anybody else. Any anybody other else, heel, anybody please. Else. Yeah, exactly. And for the worst way. I just, if you don't, if you're not a fan of Cena or you don't really appreciate it, you should just go back. Just watch everything from like, 2006 under like 2020 just watch all of it because it's all good <laughs> and that's crazy you go yeah. here's 14 years, years right. of just well because like 2002 to 2006 right like okay he There's wins the title where yeah. it's like he had good feuds right but like okay you can only see him beat Booker T how many times yeah right? JBL's in there and yeah. stuff it's like, yeah. but as soon as he wins the title and he goes to Raw and he really takes it up a notch where you go yeah. oh he's the guy do we want to say start at the ECW show in 2006 and kind of from there. Well, when did he beat Triple H? That 2006? That was, that was 22. 22, that was a, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that time yes, frame? Yes. Yeah. Ish, Basically, mania I'll give you right now. I don't know when that used to be. Here's but. where I'll tell you to start. New Year's Revolution, uh, 2000, 2006. Six, when, against, Edge when Edge cashes in on him. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That was yeah. the end of his first run, right? He yeah. wins it back the next month. But that Edge feud? Yeah, how about, how? yeah, I, I got the time yeah, frame. You yeah, run yeah. To that, that New Year's Revolution 2006 yep. to Rumble 2019 when he loses the title. Yeah. Right. 13 years, yeah. January right. to January, mm-hmm. bookended. Well, was it January? Was it January? At the Chamber, right? At the Chamber? 
He oh, well, he won the title. Then he lost it. Yeah, he lost chamber. like 28 days later or something. Yeah. Because Bray Wyatt Yeah, because Bray Wyatt won yeah, yeah. it. So, I mean, but I'm like, that's that's like yeah. the pinnacle last match yes. he had before he lost yes. it. And then he Correct. went kind of irrelevant yeah. after that. You've got literally. Like, it's like exactly 13 years yeah. almost to the day. Of complete and utter brilliance in every level. Yeah. You have Edge in there. You got Shawn Michaels in there. Orton's you got in there. Orton, Triple H, Batista, Kali, Umaga, which was a very good feud that they had yeah. a long time. Um, who else they got? Rollins. You've got Reigns. You've got Rusev. You got she- he put Sheamus on the map here, ladies and gentlemen. You got Sheamus. You got Kevin Owens feud. You got CM Punk. You got Del Rio. You got The Miz. You've got The Rock for two whole years, and they only touched twice. You- I mean, you got the whole Nexus. <laughs> you got like nine guys. Like, I'm just rattling shit off here. Just a big show. Even those were okay. Jericho. My goodness. Um, just the amount of quality. It's quantity with quality. There's it's no crazy. other. There's no other way to say it. it. It's it's truly something where when you're in the moment you didn't appreciate it because he was just there every week. Mm-hmm. But when he was gone, and then when he comes back, and people lose their freaking minds when he comes back, you're just like, oh, okay, I remember this. I miss this. This is awesome. Like Batista wishes he was getting this. You never getting this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. It's really uh, something to behold yeah, where Batista you just can, go, wow. Batista can stick to acting because it's really good. Yeah. He's a really good actor. Yeah. Cena so. is too. Cena, yeah. Cena's gotten better. Yeah, Cena's a good actor too. Cena's I mean, really good. He's in, the same guy in most shows, but it's fine. Yeah, he's really good in Peacemaker. He's the funny muscle guy. It's fine. But um, yeah. I just, you know, like I said, it's one of those things. He may not be your favorite for one reason or another. Okay, well, he, he got pushed to the top. Yeah, but you know why? It's because he was the guy. He's the last guy where you really can point to up until Reigns, this last run where you go, there's a clear, concise number one guy in this company, and mm-hmm. it's John Cena. If John Cena wanted to come back right now, he'd be the world champion right now. Mm-hmm. If you told me, if you could say, hey, look, your body's going to hold up, you're able to do what you want to do, and you're going to be here full time for the next three years, he would be champion pretty much the whole three years. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, okay, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, just fantastic, fantastic work all the way throughout. So, yeah, so you got about 13 years worth of homework you guys get to do now. So go mm-hmm. for it. Um, really fun. Let's shift focus a little bit here. Let's talk about AEW, Grand Slam. Am I missing anything else that we were going to go over today? I'm good, oh, right? I'm, I'm not going crazy. AEW, Grand Slam coming up here. Is this is this technically a two-part show? Is it, like, does it bleed into Rampage or Collision? Uh, te- technically, it bleeds into Rampage. Okay, okay, because I know it's just a two-hour on Dynamite, right, that we're getting, and then I thought it was going to follow up on it Rampage as well. It does follow up on Rampage. Okay. So all the matches announced Good deal. are all Dynamite matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume they'll add, like, one championship yeah, match or whatever. for sure, for on, sure. On uh, yep. Rampage, but... Yep. I figure we talk about this as a bigger show for AEW, right, um, coming off... Um, I do think we're going to see some progression and some storylines, right? You got a big world title match on this show. Um, anytime MGF wrestles, it seems like it's a big deal. So I it really does. Should... He's really gotten to that point. Yeah. You know what we actually could have talked about? Which yeah, yeah. We could add it if you want. Yeah. Uh, PWI 500 came out. Yes. Let's do that because people were pissed and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Let's do that at the end real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that came out, and then uh, I thought another interesting news of AEW note yeah. was Sean Ross Sapp coming out and saying that Jay Cargill? He... No, oh, not oh. the Jay Cargill thing. Oh, okay. It might not have been Sean Ross. It might have been someone else, but mm-hmm. someone pretty credible came out and was like, basically, uh, Max is ready for AEW streaming for next year. Good. Finally. Let's go. About time, please. 
So I, you're going to go to eight pay-per-views a, a month or a year, I mean. Yeah. You're going to need to get a zone stream. I'm not paying $50 every other month or yeah. every six weeks. Sorry, it's not yeah. happening. I would also be worried for Endeavor and, and <laughs> WWE one because they might start paying. For, you might start paying for pay-per-views there. Oh, gross. Gross. I hope not. That would really suck. You're not. I'm sorry. I'm not paying for Backlash. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think. I think. Happening. I think both structures, because UFC you pay for obviously. I think mm-hmm. both structures might be like you pay like 19.99 for a pay per view. But I think both structures are gonna have some kind of like pay to watch Yucky. on the streaming service at one point. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Gross. To make some more money for them. Oh, yeah, because they're killing for that, right? Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll probably talk about the TKO uh, company next week as well. Now yeah. that it's officially. Past and WWE is no longer owned by the McMahons, yep. which is crazy. All right, so we got Grand Slam coming up, and Arthur Ashe—they're not selling tickets for this show. I'm but sorry, who this needs is to? A, this is a rough list, by the way. This PWI. Wow, sorry, I'm just yeah, gonna, I'm skipping ahead here. I saw the top ten, and I was like, okay, I understand where most of these. There's a couple I definitely would go no, mm-hmm. but then I'm looking. I'm like I'm looking for certain guys. I go, no way are they. How? Uh, sorry, we'll get there. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Apologies. Yeah. apologies. I, I looked at like the top thirty. I said I don't know about that. Yeah, but, let's go. All right, so we got the only non-title match we have on this show mm-hmm. is we got the Chris Jericho Sammy Guevara match. They yeah. they are fighting because. They had a pretty good promo of why they were fighting. I kind of don't like recall the whole thing. It was basically yeah. like, like Sammy is like, I, I want to get out of your shadow. Jericho's like, I want to prove that I'm still better than you. Yeah. And then they want to like salt it all out in this match, yeah. beat the shit out of each other and go, okay. We're friends. We're friends. We're good. Yeah. We got it out of our system. This Let's go be, win This tag could be times. a real crowning moment for Sammy, if you really mm-hmm. think about it, right? Like he gets the win here, right? Maybe, I think, I think you definitely should. Yeah, I definitely think you should as well. Um, he gets the win here and then you kind of start rolling and go, hey, look, maybe he's going to make another run, you know? Um, who knows? I, I, I do think it's time for sure. Um, I'd be interested to see if somebody gets interference here, right? Maybe he joins the the Callus faction potentially. Feuds there. I don't know. It seems like they're going Jericho babyface hard here at this point. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested. Yeah, I I would prefer them to just like kind of do what the story's saying they're going to do is dash it out and then be a tag team. Yeah. Because I think the tag team division could Jericho, use Jericho and yeah, Sammy. Yeah, and I in think there. it would help preserve Jericho a little bit, right? He's not going to work a full time. He's just working tags. It can be a, a nice little mix up there where you go, okay, Jericho and Guevara against FTR. It's not a bad. Yeah. You know, I think like that's a, a kind of a pick em at times. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think if you can get deep enough in the FTR's run, I think there's someone that could take the titles off him. Absolutely. If, in a, in yeah, absolutely. Way, so. Yeah. There we go. Uh, all right. The only other, so the only title match that's not an AEW title is the Ring of Honor World title slash New Japan Strong Openweight title match. It's interesting. Very interesting putting both on the line here. Yeah, it kind of ruins it a little bit. Yeah, Claudio defending, obviously, Ring of Honor. Eddie Kingston defending the Strong Openweights. What are the odds we actually get a clean finish in this match? I'm not... I think it's actually pretty high. Really? I, you, I think, think, you think I Eddie's going to get I it? think Eddie wins. Okay, I would prefer Eddie to win. Let me be very clear. Yeah. I just don't know. Now that they've put the open weight title on the line, it's almost like, does that mean that? I, I think it's more of know. a swerve reason mm-hmm. of like, oh, like you think going yeah. in the match is going to be different right. because mm-hmm. of Kingston putting his title. It's not just the one. Mm-hmm. But I do think at the end of the day, he just takes both because I think I think the original plan for like Supercard of Honor was to give it to Eddie Kingston. Yeah. 
But then they gave it to Claudio to hold it a little longer. Then Eddie Kingston got hurt, then went to the G1. Right. So then they were going to do the Mark Briscoe thing. Right. He got hurt. So yeah. it was like, here's our ninth option for Claudio at this pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. I think they eventually, I think Eddie Kingston was always going to be the play. Right. So give it to him in the big New York Stadium where he's from. Right. And then uh, let him do New Japan and Ring of Honor, kind of go off AEW TV a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of just do both into, for a little bit. Yeah, I think it works. It works for me. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I, I like him on AEW TV, um, I just think he could be a big name to help out the Ring of Honor brand. I think, and I think Claudio just needs to be in honestly in Blackpool Wheeler Black. and you and him need to be a tag team. Yeah, that's really what needs to happen. Um, and I would also, I think, having Eddie as the Ring of Honor champion allows them to then build a good heel, mm-hmm. like by a standalone heel, to then like okay, like this is where we kind of see the, you know. Like a, a, the first real true Tony Khan made guy. Because mm-hmm. right now, what have you done with the Ring of Honor title? Since you bought the company. Yeah. You gave it to Claudio, Claudio and Jericho. Yeah. Okay. Th- those guys are already made men way before that. Claudio earned it at the time. I was totally co- cool that Jericho cool, winning it. I was cool there. But now was a time where you can maybe build up a younger guy to take that title away from Eddie Kingston, who's a big heel. And now you're rolling, right? And you start to really flesh out that roster. Yeah. That's. Flush out after a year. Well, because they haven't done roster. anything, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Samoa Joe's been champion, television champion forever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Nobody. Yep. Um, AEW international title match mm-hmm. here. We got Moxley defending for, I feel like, the thousandth time already against Ray Phoenix. Yeah, great. Going to be a great match. Ray Phoenix has a zero percent chance of winning. Absolutely. Yeah, like I love the I love the matchup, but it, there's just no heat because you know. I think my, I just feel like I've seen Moxley first Ray Phoenix yeah. like four times. This I wonder year, if he's right? going to bleed. <laughs> there was a tweet that went, "Moxley is bleeding on dynamite," and had like a gajillion likes. And I was like, "That's funny." Just <laughs> That's oh my so gosh, good. did he throw another interception? I think so. Wow, awesome. Not looking good against Bowling Green. Sweet. Cool, cool, cool. Great. Looking forward to Michigan losing to Bowling Green. Anyway. That'll be a fun time. Yeah. That might be the emergency podcast. That might be the emergency podcast after I work tomorrow. (laughs) We have three turnovers this game. Sweet. Uh, Okay. No, sorry. I'm just watching. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty bad. Oh, yeah, it's rough. Okay, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, I think there's a zero percent chance that Moxley actually loses this because obviously he just won it, yep. and I don't think Ray Phoenix will take it off him. Nah. But I think it would be a fun match. It'll go like fifteen really minutes, good. and it'll yeah. be kind of a bang. Really good match. I just yeah, there's just no chance. Yeah. Uh, women's world title match here. We got Soraya and Tony Storm. Okay, Soraya wins next. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I don't. I don't have anything for this. I think that the the gimmick that they're trying with Tony Storm is at least fun. It's a little entertaining. Give I her do some th- life. I but. was to say her character has never like met more than uh-huh. it does now. Right. Um. But it's yeah, not a high I, think bar. Sor- I think Soraya wins, and yeah. just giving her and Britt Baker. It's, I, feel like it's like I just want time. somebody who's good. Is that hard? I don't it, know. It, oh, like, it is. Like, Do you look at the AEW women's division? It is not. You're not just like got a plethora of people over there. Yeah. Actually, you know what? When Mercedes gets there. Yeah, there you go. It'll, it'll bolster up the division. Yeah, sure. Even though, <laughs> I, for some reason, once once the women leave WWE, they're not as good as wrestlers, I feel like. I know. I don't know why. Like, it's, it's a weird influx to have, but like. The yeah. men do it just fine. The yeah. women leave, and it's like they just fall off a cliff. It's a disaster. Yeah. Maybe it's because Charlotte's really good. Everyone just has good matches against Charlotte. Maybe that's it. I, that would just kill everybody. I know, right? Everyone's Everyone like, just oh, went, oh, you're the oh, biggest you stand. You're the biggest <laughs> W. I thought you were the AEW guy on the show. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you said that, not Yeah, me. I did say that. Yeah. But, no, it just feels weird because I'm like, I haven't seen Mercedes Monet in, like, a really good match. 
yeah. since her Bianca match. Well, her new finish is stupid, too, where it takes, like, 35 maneuvers just to do it. So. Yeah, it's fun. Anyway, what will actually be, an event, will actually be a fun match <laughs> is Samoa Joe and MGF for the world title. Now, there's, like, let me calculate, hmm, 0% chance this match turns in any significant way. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, just not, I, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this match because I don't. I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to like stand out to me. This mm-hmm. is not a good clash of styles, in my opinion. I don't no. think Joe and MGF are going to work well together. No, I, you. What it, what will happen though is it will be a really good match because MGF will make it a really good match. Yeah, yeah. I just ha- I don't have great confidence in Samoa Joe telling me a great story anymore. Mm-hmm. Like consistently, I love his promos. I do think the promos are still really good. I love the I love the angle they're taking with it. Mm-hmm. Didn't need the title eliminator tournament for no reason for three weeks to just to get to the point we already knew we were going to get to. Um, but yeah, I, you know Samoa Joe I think is a wet dream for Tony Khan to be world champion. But he's about ten years past when he could have done this, right? If AW was ten years ago, I'd be like, "Oh, Joe has a legit chance of winning this match." Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Yeah, um, but I do think the match will be fun because I think MGF yeah. big show for sure for makes them. it fun. Okay, let's talk about this PWI five hundred. Okay, I can tell that's all you even want to talk about here. Yeah, I just, I just, it's, it's something where like you, you brought it up, and I was like, "Ooh, that's really good," and I like that. That's funny to me. Um, I was and, just thinking about it, and also I thought that there was more depth on the show. Than there is. There's a lot of title matches, but not a whole lot of like, ooh, that's a pick em. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we just just got out of a pay-per-view, which is tough. Okay. This is PWI 500. Okay. So tell me. Okay. So we got the top 10. Let's go top 10 here. Seth Rollins is one. Mm-hmm. I already have an issue with that. Uh, Roman at two. Okay. Uh, Moxley, three. Gunther, four. Vikingo, five. MJF, six. Okada, at seven. Orange Cassidy at eight. Josh Alexander at nine. Cody Rhodes, ten. Um. I have issues with the following. Number one, Will Ospreay at 17. How? So I and and, and 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 this one is just a, is just a ring dinger of yeah. a of a 25 Kenny Omega. How? Did you just look off my tweet? And no, say, I didn't. I okay. literally because I, I went look because I was like, where the hell is Kenny? Yeah, I, I tweeted that this list should be invalidated if so. One so, of both of them. Okay, I'm sorry. The so the following should not be at the, above Kenny. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Carmelo Hayes. Samoa Joe, Slamovich, Brian, Hammerstone, Bobby Lashley. What? Yeah. Uh, Trey Miguel. Sure, you're ex division champion. Congratulations. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jake Lee. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and I know who everybody is in Jericho. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Sonata at 11. Okay, he's IWGP World Heavyweight so, Champion. That's so, fair. this list. This is wow. not going to help you in the slightest, by the way. Okay. I'm just going to tell you, the list goes from June to June. Okay. Well, So you have to take the end of last year and yeah. the beginning of this year yeah. into account. Yeah. Because I think the Roman one, I think they just take into account that he hasn't done a lot this year. Yeah, I, think, I still think Roman should I th- be I one. still think he should be one, yeah. but I do see that, like, okay, Roll- Rollins has had the last, yeah. like, mm-hmm. year, basically, um, I don't bangers. agree. I, oh, so let's just stay on the, let's just focus, I guess, on the top 10. Yeah. I don't think Josh Alexander should be in the top 10. I think Josh Alexander had a great run as impact world champion, mm-hmm. but he didn't do anything outside of impact impacts, not watched a ton either. Yeah. I think, I think he should be in like the top 15 ish. Yes. Like, like I think Carmelo right Hayes has had a really good year, but yeah. he's NXT champion. Whoop de doo. You know, like I just, it, it doesn't, I don't know. I just feel like, okay, well, just because they won a championship doesn't necessarily mean that, right? Mm-hmm. Where Osprey and Kenny both just matches with one another, 
But like you really look at what Osprey, and maybe it's just because we're we just witnessed some stuff. Kenny and Osprey both, everything they've touched has turned to gold. And so that's the part to me that kind of drives me a little bit nuts. Gunther at four doesn't I don't really I have an issue with Rollins, Reigns, Moxley, or Gunther being in the top four. Mm-hmm. I think they've all had really solid years. Moxley is the MVP for AEW. He just is. Like he's yeah, just he their, is. He is their guy. Especially when you the parameters of June to June yeah. is literally right when he yeah. won the world title right. against Tanahashi when Punk got right. hurt right. until two months ago. Right. Yeah. Well, who else yeah, are you going to exactly. argue? And right? Gunther restoring the prestige of the Intercontinental his, Championship. His entire reign is in that time frame. Exactly. So it's, exactly. what are you going to do? Yeah, like, no. Kingo's been a great, you know, but MJF at six. Kingo for me yeah. kind of just, like, sparked he's, up. He's been AAA champion, though, for, like, two years. I know, but, like, <laughs> again, so yeah. talking the impact thing, I'm like, all right, yeah. how many people right. are, are out here triple just a, going AAA yeah. over, like, yeah. some I think, Japan stuff? And I think, I think Okada's too high. For I, I, yeah, I think yeah, he's at seven. Seven. He's at seven. I think he's too high simply because I, I think it's one of those situations where I think his matches have been good. I think he's had better years for sure. Mm-hmm. And I also think that a guy, like I said, I think Ospreys become yeah. their guy a I little bit more. You the only I mean? the only argument I have for Okada, I mean, he was champion. Well, yeah. so he won the G one, right. and then was champion. Right. So right. in the in the time frame of June yeah. to June, yeah. he was very busy doing yeah. things. Yeah, Cassidy too. I think Cassidy was champion the entire. Yeah, week. Cassidy was had a June good run, rank. and I think he got over. I think he's the one guy where I'm like, you really earned your way in. Like with, with yeah, you just fall your working your ass off. Yeah, you were. And then your way Cody at ten. I think Cody. Uh, the problem is like I think you could be higher, but I also think like okay, if the you hard part he's only lower, in half of the the yeah, rating exactly. because he was hurt from that June yeah. to December part of the rating. So I, you're counting his Rumble win until yeah. um, mid June ish. Yeah. So I like I get it. I, it's tough. I just I, I'm surprised you have three out of the four top guys are WWE guys. That shocks me. That doesn't necessarily shock me. Just with the way the dirt sheets and these kind of things go, right? It yeah. almost feels like, like, like if this was Dave Meltzer's thing, Okada would be number one. Osprey, Osprey, Osprey Kenny, Kenny would be, would be tied for yeah, zero absolutely. because he can go higher than one. Apparently, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I actually, I think, I think Osprey should. Osprey was the one where I was like Homer bias out of it. Mm-hmm. I was like seventeen just seems low, low. for for. Probably the best in-ring wrestler in the in world, the world. Right yeah. being not even in the top 10 just in general mm-hmm. is kind of crazy to me, yeah. considering that he won the IWGP US champion in June in that Dominion show right. and then held it until he lost to <laughs> Kenny Omega and then had maybe the greatest match I've ever seen on yeah. North American soil because right. it was in Canada. <laughs> Yeah, and no. and had absolute banger with Kenny to win it back. Yeah. I don't know, like, yeah. and literally every single match he goes into, you can just write in it's like a four star match just off yeah. the bat. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. Rollins should be up there pretty high. I don't think he should be. I understand why he's won. Let me be very clear. I understand why he's won. I just think that at the end of the day, WWE goes as Roman Reigns goes, mm-hmm. and until he's no longer the top dog, which would probably end at WrestleMania forty, where he kind of takes a hiatus. We hope. Um, I'm sorry. Like it's just it's just like what we talked about with Cena, right? I'm sorry. Cena Cena is the top dog in the biggest company in the world. Sorry, nope. you don't like it. Be better <laughs> until but until you are. You know, you know what I mean. It's just what it is. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's crazy that Kenny and Osprey are both that low. All right, let's get out of here. It's late. That's gonna be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the Merkel, so Mike Merkel. We will talk to you guys as always next time.